let's check the levels. I sound sexual as always. Uh, of course, of course. Ooh, and then the succulent baritone comes in. Okay. <laughs> Somebody fucking added me or tagged me in something on Twitter, and it's just blowing up my fucking notifications, and it's super irritating. I don't know what it is. Is it that Barbara Avon thing? Yeah, she tagged you in that too. Yep. I, I, it, it happened so quickly, and there's so many replies, because apparently she's popular, unlike me. So, it just, <laughs> uh, it just, like, there were so many notifications, I don't even know where the original thing was that I got tagged in. No, there's I, like 41 people in this thing. It's like... Oh, I don't even know okay, 41 people. <laughs> Mute this conversation. Yep. As long as my thing's not dingling, I'm good. That's my... <laughs> that's the way my life goes. As long as it's not dingling, I'm happy. So we got this big-ass book, All day book, I'm dingling. Huh? All right. Man, that's... It's girthy. Girthy. Let me uh, actually introduce us first, and then we'll... Get on talking about girth. (laughs) Hey there, friends. You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, fresh off the Ivy League lecture circuit, the original professor of thugonomics, <laughs> Mr. Ashley Hatter. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> that was a very generous intro. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, made you feel uh, smart, right? Uh, yeah. Try to put also, you in I'm a... wearing my pants wrong, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Spencer, I tried to make you a little more sophisticated today. <laughs> Spencer, he was the uh, Minnesota mung merchant. Oh. Yeah. Mung bean. There's there's a future in that. Something. <laughs> All right. So we are, I guess, week two of House of Leaves. How far have you gotten? I got just got to page forty because I had a uh, rather distressing stomach virus for like three days. But that should have gave was... you plenty of time on the toilet, which is where most people's reading gets done. I mean, it's hard to read when you you're crying, so it's uh yeah the, the tears yeah. That actually explains uh, right before recording this, your mic just exploded or something. Maybe that had something to do with that. Uh, I'm not at liberty to say. Uh, I I actually made it to page fifty two, and let me tell Look you, you, sir, I am befuddled. The beginning, befuddled. <laughs> the beginning of this book, it doesn't start off. Too abnormal, which I'm assuming yeah. it's going to get to in the next hundred pages or so. But my, fr- I have a couple complaints. But before I do that, I'm going to do a little bit of a compliment sandwich here. I, <laughs> I enjoyed. I don't even know how many fucking stories are being told, but the two main stories I like the Johnny was it Johnny Truant. Yeah, he's like the footnotes guy. I like his story, and he was also the intro. Because I say I'm on pitch fifty two, but it's like what sixty two or seventy two? Because there's like ten or twenty pages of intro too. Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I enjoy that storyline, even though some of it's kind of weird. And then I enjoy the main storyline about the house and how it's getting bigger, because that's yeah. kind of where we're at now. But then there's like all these fucking footnotes that I don't care about but I read anyway and then there's also like where I just hit was a whole chapter about the science 
and the meaning behind echoes, and it reads like a scientific journal, which is very boring. Oh, yeah. I don't know why he did that. I, I don't get it either. Like, it... I don't know. I just got done reading Carrie this last week as well. And that one's kind of structured in a similar way in that there's a story going on. It's told through different perspectives and stuff, but then it, it keeps jumping back to like studies and scientific journals and stuff. But everything that's laid out is, you know, it, it's relevant to the story. It's progressing the story, but then you get to the echo chapter at like what page like 41 or so. Yeah. yeah I stopped right before that. <laughs> And it's like, why? Why are you doing this? Like, it just, I, uh, it, yeah, like you said, it doesn't seem to fit the narrative here. I mean, I'm sure there's some meaning to it, because why else would he put it in? But it goes on way too long. And then mm-hmm. also the Johnny Truant part in that story, which usually is a nice reprieve from when he does bring in some random science stuff. It, mm-hmm. like, there's a big chunk of it. Maybe it's just the state of mind I was in when I was reading it because I was at work, but I, I didn't know what the fuck was happening. I just kind of end up glossing over it. I was like, I don't know what he's talking about, and I really don't care. Yeah. I, I'm kind of torn on the footnotes thing. Like, as it's going along, I realize this story's already admitted that nothing about the Navidson project's real. So I'm like, why do I need to take a second to read all these read, footnotes? You know, footnote 37 and stuff. So I kind of wait to see. Okay, that's that's Johnny Truant's like that's the that's the what is it the font that he uses to type his meandering thoughts and everything like that. So I was like, okay, I'll read that. Though, yeah, to, but there's also uh, footnotes inside of the footnotes, which kind of irritates me. Yeah, and I get that he's doing like a creative narrative here, but when you have to go back, you know, every chapter multiple times, you have to go back two or three pages to read what was cut off by the footnotes, which lead you on a new journey, I guess. I, maybe it's just a style reader I am, but I don't really like that. Like you'll go into the house of leaves, like the Navison files or whatever, but then you go into Johnny Truant for a couple pages, but then the next, like right after that is the continuation of what you were reading previously. And you have to go back to kind of piece them together. And that's kind of annoying. It's irritating. If if I can remember correctly, there's a when they get to a certain section and they're exploring like this area of the house. I think this that's like what we're doing, having to go back and reread stuff and retrace our path. It kind of mirrors that, right? I think in a way. I, again, it's been years since I've read this, but I, I, yeah, I really think if he was gonna explore Johnny Truen, I think sectioning it off differently would be better because some of these footnotes aren't actually footnotes it's like four pages yeah. of a footnote i'm like that's it's a story you're, you're yeah you're using that that definition kind of liberally right there man that, that's, that's a separate narrative altogether yeah it's like hmm. also this isn't the kind of book you can just go into reading without like real focus because i've already lost myself a couple times because I just wasn't necessarily paying attention to a certain part. And then all of a sudden I'm reading some other narrative completely. And I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? Yeah. I can get kind of tossed back and forth. And I don't know. Well, you brought up a, ca- you brought up an oh. interesting uh, topic earlier on Twitter when I was, we were talking about it off air. Was uh, You said you kind of feel like this has the Chuck Palahniuk effect where you enjoyed it more at a certain age than you might now. 
Yeah, when when I had started reading it, like uh, the Johnny Truant intro, which I, it's it kind of read like a Polaniac thing because it was like kind of pretentious, like oh, you know, I'm I'm this rough and tough dude had a hard life, you know, I I do drugs in my spare time, you know, hanging out on got nothing on me. Yeah, hanging out on Skid Row. <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, going to see a stripper named Thumper and all that stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. You're a hard ass, and we're supposed to think that maybe that ad lends to your image. But I don't know. I was like, eh, you're kind of off-putting with that narrative. But the, the Navidson file itself, like, if, we were, if it were just to be that, I think it'd be really, really interesting to read. But then you have all the footnotes and the extrapolation of truant story which is interesting in its own way but i'm i'm a i don't know maybe i'm just at a different part part in my life and i'm like oh this this navison thing's more interesting than truant i definitely am more interested in the navison files and i mean it's not that it's barely talked about but compared to the rest like the johnny truant and just all the other footnotes in this chapter on echoes it is not the main story it seems even though it's supposed to be yeah. Like if it was just a whole book about that, I would probably really like it. Yeah, no doubt. I I think um I don't know. It's uh, the Johnny Truant thing character-wise, I'm not even sure I can if we were to study his character, his narrative isn't even super trustworthy because I mean, you see the circles he runs in, you kind of start getting a feel for his history, the fact that he does drink too much, he hangs out with some weird people and is into weird crap and it's like, I, you know, if you're telling me all this stuff, I don't even know if I can trust you to begin with. Um, so you're kind of an unreliable narrator and t- telling us an unreliable story. So it's like, I'm not taken to a certain point that's interesting. Philip K. Dick did it really, really well with like a scanner darkly and everything. Yeah. But this is, this is a little more to the point where you, you hear the rambling homeless people on the street and you're just like, okay, dude. like you're not wondering are the pigeons really conspiring against us you're just like oh okay that's that's cute i am a little worried that i'm gonna get to a point in this where i just end up flaccid and disappointed (laughs) flaccid (laughs) yeah i'm just gonna i think i'm gonna get some grade a action i'm excited and then nothing happens or because of johnny truant being unreliable it just goes nowhere and that would I don't want to read a giant doorstop of a book and then have that be the end. From what I, from what I remember when they start exploring this, this suddenly appeared room or like there's a door that suddenly appears. If I remember correctly, it's like in between two rooms, like a hallway almost, but not really that big. Yeah. There was that. And then there's another one, just a random door that appears downstairs. Ooh. And, uh, um, they they go to explore that and that section is what i remember loving a ton just because of how creepy and weird it is and the formatting is really interesting during that part but then like after all that i don't really remember anything and i don't know if it's because it's boring or you know maybe right. I just... <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good sign <laughs> like oh i remember the creepy part and the rest of it's like eh. 
I'm wondering what it would be like if you read just one storyline in this. Like, you read only the Navison files and skipped all the other shit. Like, how would it turn out? And if what kind of effect it would have on you? Because this book seems to be written to have a certain effect on the reader. Like, with the yeah. formatting and everything. Which I'm yeah. worried, too, that that might actually be... Like, this book was written in a way where the formatting and that in the way you feel reading it is more important than the actual story. That's a good point. I think maybe that's when it would separate from being an actual literature to being more like a a piece of art. Mm-hmm. It's like it's more modern art than literature because if the story is crappy and the feeling it elicits is more important than the words on the page or the story and how it's told, then it's like, well, is it really literature? Is it really a, a decent book? Hard to say. There's a little thing that's been bugging me and i i haven't gone back to check to see if it's just johnny truant because if it's just johnny truant in the dialogue that's fine but i think i saw it outside of the dialogue and that would be an author error where i keep seeing like could of would of instead of have (laughs) like like this is one of my personal things that always irritates me because i'll get submissions (laughs) and i'm like you have you have to fix that that's you know basic grammar but it's like if it's just in the dialogue, that's fine, because that's how people talk usually. Even when you speak out loud, you say could have a lot instead of could have. But if it's in the actual, like, Navison file or something, just in the fucking prose itself, I'm going to be a little irritated. Yeah, but I now that I'm a, that. And now I'm aware of it, I'm going to actually look for it when I continue reading this. <laughs> now I'm not going to be able to not see it. You will not see it. <laughs> not not see it. Not, oh, man. Double negatives. Shit, son. <laughs> I don't put enough of those in my writing. I need to. just confuse foreign readers completely we Mm. can't translate this (laughs) i will say i like his descriptions in this book a lot of the words he uses uh i feel are very effective like you know something stabbing or things like uh, of that nature Mm -hmm. yeah i think he's really good uh with the i think in the Nathanson file and then in the johnny truant thing at establishing atmosphere yeah uh, he does excellent job at that well so I think that's that's definitely a strong suit of this. Um, the dialogue's also real good. Um, so it's not like I, I realize it sounds like we've been complaining the entire time about this book, but it's it's actually a, a very well written book. I just have a few gripes here and there about it so yeah. far. Maybe those will <laughs> die away. <laughs> yeah, maybe once we get past the echo bullshit, it'll be all right. Oh man, that stuff's so dry. Yeah. Well, I just hit like a big chunk of Johnny Truant and like right after the initial echo part and honestly if you ask me right now what i and i just read this earlier today if you ask me what i read i couldn't tell you because i don't fucking know like i just either it didn't go into my brain or it just was so boring that i didn't want to register it that's not a good sign you're like 10 pages ahead of me this makes me scared yeah i don't i don't know why this chapter had to be so shitty i mean now granted I do like history and stuff, so there were some uh, things they added in the footnotes that I liked, and not necessarily the footnotes, the footnotes kind of explain it, because he goes into, like, different languages and stuff, and French, and, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, there's an entire passage of Latin, you're like, why Why yeah. are you including this? <laughs> but, but I do like the explanations in the footnotes for those, like, the translation, and you kind of get how it could coincide with the story. But at the same time, it could be 100% not in this book and probably be better. <laughs> but yeah. uh, 
also there's fucking things that irritated me because like um i forget there was like a quote i forget if it was in latin or something or it might have even been in english and i think it was latin and then there was like a paragraph saying something about a change in it and somebody was right it was one of those things so dry and boring i kind of glossed over but then it had the quote again and it, it said something about it being different but it was literally the exact same quote there was nothing changed so i don't know what the what it was that's yeah, i don't know it's like i don't even know what fucking page it was on i didn't feel should have just got my marker out and marked the shit out of this book because <laughs> i don't think anybody's gonna want to borrow it off of me just get the old highlighter out post-it notes everywhere yeah i think sometimes maybe to the detriment of it being a really readable accessible book for a lot of people he goes into way too much extra detail yeah like with the languages and everything it's like you know i i've watched so many documentaries and stuff about uh peter jackson on the lord of the rings movies how the the weta digital and weta workshop people would put like engravings on the inside of the armor that never saw the camera i was like yeah way why? too much detail i remember seeing that too i was like why would you go to all this effort well it helps the actors get in the mind i'm like no dude they're actors they're supposed to be acting like in the movie inspiring real people in the in the movie seven with brad pitt the one it was the serial killer's room i think it had all these like notebooks and uh because you know he's crazy and i guess he kept a bunch of journals and stuff yeah you never you like you get a quick glance at just the notebooks in the room and that's it they had people fill out every page of every fucking notebook and there was like hundreds of them i think it's like why Jeez. if you're never even gonna open it what's the point yeah that's stupid maybe to sell merch <laughs> later on i don't know sell it on uh -huh. ebay maybe they're ahead of their time <laughs> i found i found that stupid quote by the way it was uh it's on page 42 ah. oh the lava died spanish That's spanish man yeah spanish. spanish like i said I, I glossed over this yeah but it's spanish i was just don quixote but what i think this is the one it says it changes or something uh, i don't want to read all this again <laughs> Yeah, exquisite variation on the passage by the ignamous layman is far dense to unpack it. So, is the passage supposed to be different because it's posted twice and it looks exactly the same? I did. I looked word for word and did not find anything different. Yeah, it's the exact same. So I, I don't. I don't know what the fuck he was going for. What he's talking about? Again, that, that's a one of them comprehension issues on my part because I just did not want to focus enough to break it down because I felt like it's not important to the story. Yeah, I mean, if you look at footnote 50 right underneath that, it's it's Johnny Trent mirroring exactly what you said. He's like, exactly, yeah. how the fuck do you write about exquisite variation when both passages are exactly the same? That's what I'm saying. What is the point? See, I think yeah. I, I fucking skimmed through that, too, because I was just I was so distraught by, the, <laughs> by how bored I was. See, the problem is I'm reading these often, oftentimes I'm reading this in my work truck, which is exceptionally loud, and I'm weirdos all over and i read it while i'm driving because i'm crazy and i'd like to fly down the internet no but uh <laughs> that'd be dangerous don't read and drive people yeah i just audiobooks audiobooks man can you imagine the audiobook of this <laughs> if it's possible you just hear the narrator break down sobbing at like page 12 like i don't want it i don't want to do it anymore oh all right just let me get this page out real quick Fuck, 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 fuck. And just like, oh, the whole page is just the word fuck. That's that's lovely. That means something. I can't wait to get to the appendix. 
Oh, man. Well, it looks like this is just a bunch of numbers, so I don't have to read that. I'm already, I mean, I'm already worried that this is going to be a book where by the middle, I just want it to be over. And I hate when the, like, getting that feeling. We kind of talked about that in the uh, Goodreads group some time back about books that you've given up on. Yeah. That's rough, man. Especially when it's it a doorstop like this that's supposed to be so, you know, a cult classic, so excellent. It's like, I think what upsets me most about books like that is that I put so much faith and trust in them that I do read halfway through. And I'm like, oh, man, I've already crossed the halfway mark. I might as well finish it. But then you start doing that glossing skim. Yeah. Like, eh, I'll read the first word of this paragraph and the last word of the next one. And like, oh, I don't care anymore to just end this. That's really tough, too, with a book that's um, very well written like this one, because you feel like you might miss something if you do just end up bailing out on it. And there's books I've read, too, where um, Notes from the Underground from Dostoevsky. That's a good example. I uh, the very I think the first half of the book is just this madman ranting. It's literally just ranting. And I almost <laughs> could not get through. It was it got so boring. And I don't know anything about fucking 1800s communism or whatever it was. Like, <laughs> I just did not give a shit about the czars or whatever he was talking about, aristocrats and all that shit. But as soon as I got past that, the story completely changes and goes into a normal narrative, and I really, really enjoyed it. So that was one of those situations where I was like, more of an experimental book, I'm glad I finished it. So I also have hope with this that maybe if I do get kind of bored, once I get into the wackiness in the middle area, I might, you know, my interest might be revitalized and I'll go back into actually enjoying myself. Yeah, I think uh, for me, one of the big things about books that i just end up dropping i think one of the the recent ones where is it ah, there it is it is uh the vegetarian by han kang i was just i started reading it and i hated it because there's no sympathetic characters like you there's you don't care about anyone i think i and remember I think you ranting me, about that <laughs> yeah. something. I, I might have done that a couple times yeah. yeah, I was just so pissed off it's like I paid full like price for this at Barnes and Noble because I didn't have my membership on me and blah 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 and just wasted <laughs> like 15 bucks on a piece of crap and I was yeah I was angry but it's, it's I think one thing that can carry me through some really dull bits is actually having an investment in the characters and while I don't really care for Johnny in this one, I do care about uh, what's his first name, uh, Navidson. Uh, Will. B -b 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 Will, yeah. I was like, Bobby, Bill. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I actually do care about him. I don't really care about his wife Karen too much. The kids are cool too. Yeah, obviously, I, I have. They're not super fleshed out or anything, but. Well, I like, too, that he is like an award-winning photojournalist, so that adds the realism of him setting up the cameras and, you know, actually documenting what's happening in this house. Yeah. Also, that's, that's, I wanted to ask you, what is up with this Zapano character? The uh, the blind the old man? Old blind man, yeah. Yeah, because they go into some really weird shit with that, and it's like... Why I want to know how he's connected because I must either miss something or it hasn't gotten to that part yet. 
I, as far as I can tell, Zampano is just this guy that's collected everything to do with the Navidson project. And so he's like the catalyst. He, he's the one that did all the research. And I don't know, I guess you can call it research. Apparently Johnny Truant's happened to like sort through everything and straighten it out. And, and what happened to this. the old man is what's happening to Johnny, right? As far as I can tell so far, yeah. Except Zampano was blind, so I don't understand how he wrote all this. Uh, that's a and good I'll... question. And <laughs> it's like, uh... is there a hint at Johnny Truant going blind? Because he talked about being in the hallway and things were getting darker, but it was more like a shadow going over the, or like a cloud going over the sun kind of dark. And I was wondering if maybe whatever madness got into Zampano from the Navidson file, maybe Johnny Truant's catching that too. Yeah. So maybe he I, I wasn't blind his... when he got into the research initially. Yeah. I, I didn't take, Oh, I don't know. Zampano was blind before he got into it. I didn't take it as like a physical, uh, like his eyes are literally going dark or anything. I, I kind of took what you said with the, um, I just think Johnny's starting to lose his, lose his mind, go out of his gourd a little bit and is starting to see things. Um, I don't know what it is about the Navidson record that's doing it to him, but, or maybe it's just, uh, acting as a, a catalyst. It's allowing, uh, what was already there just to become in full bloom. Cause Johnny doesn't seem super stable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I've gotten thrown a couple times. Like, um, uh, easier to detect one was when he was talking about, uh, I forget if it was his boss or somebody twisting their head off, like physically twisting their head off. It's written like he actually did it. And then the next scene or the next part of the scene, like a woman walks in and it turns out he just imagined it. They do that or it seems to be happening a lot to him as the story progresses where he envisions something happening, but it's not actually happening, but it's written like it happened. Yeah. It's, um, did you ever see that, uh, that walking, what's my dog doing? <laughs> Gosh, she's like scratching at the doors or maybe it's my son. I don't know. One <laughs> of them. Uh, there was a walking Phoenix movie that came out maybe a year or two ago called, uh, I'm not really there or I'm not really here or something like that. I've heard of and it. But I haven't seen it. It's pretty good. It's really trippy and messed up, but, uh, it is similar things like that to where, like he'll be sitting down in a diner and there would just be people walking around doing their thing, eating waitresses doing their job. And he just pulls out a gun and shoots himself in the head and there's like blood everywhere, but nobody notices and keeps going on their thing on um, mm -hmm. with their lives. And then, uh, you know, 20 seconds later, it's just him sitting in the booth thinking about killing himself. It's like, I kind of got the same vibes with uh, stuff like that. So kind of like american psycho except uh yeah, it's not better. it's not longer scenes it's just little snippets because yeah american psycho he would go on a whole rampage and then it turned out the whole thing was in his head yeah i love his rampages man they're so good <laughs> he is awesome <laughs> just like taking an axe to jared leto's face mm -hmm. it's like ah that's so satisfying you know we were talking about books that were hard to finish um, it made me think of uh, Italio Cavino's If on a Winter's Night a Traveler. That book is really trippy, and it's one of those ones, it's like written so well, it keeps you reading it, but it's so frustrating, because the story is about a guy who picks up a book at a bookstore, and he gets really invested in it, but there was like a printing error, 
And after the first chapter, it just is a new story. So then he's like trying to hunt down this book to find like the original book, but he just keeps getting new stories. Well, every single chapter in the uh, in this the actual book is just a chapter to another story, like the beginning chapter of a whole new story. So you go through the whole book like that. And it just makes you want to rip your head off. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like, why? But it's written so well, and each story is so awesome. You're like, ooh, I can't wait to see where this goes. And it doesn't, because you don't only get one <laughs> chapter. You're like, fuck, why? Why would you do this to me, sir? I feel like I have an entire, like, huge file on my computer full of half-finished stories, and I get the feeling that maybe this guy the exact same thing. <laughs> That's a good way to get it out. make it work. Yeah. It's like, oh man, what if I created another story that encapsulated these stories? Genius. Like, damn, you're genius. It's like, I'm a really shitty short story writer, but <laughs> but I can start them pretty strong. So if I could just combine that without actually finishing one of them, I'm going to do a good job. And he did. Be- for this. Yeah, I think he did. Uh, so is there anything else that this book has sparked inside of your imagination so far? My imagination? Imagination land. Imagination. Ooh, you know what? There was a part I really did enjoy. Johnny Truant's bullshit stories he just makes up on the spot. Like the one about uh, the birds, the exotic birds. Oh, yeah. I really like, you know, that part because it's just him in a bar trying to impress some girls. And he just tells this random fucking story, but it wraps together very nicely. It's like a little short story inside of the short story. But yeah. um, I like those little nuggets. It's just the overall everything together is not working for me so far. It, which it was fine with the Navison files and just Johnny Truant, but then all the other shit comes into play, and I'm like, okay, now it's too much. Yeah, it's. I think with all the added um, uh, footnotes and these research journals and stuff like that that aren't actually real and that are keep popping up in the footnotes. Um, and some of them, if memory serves, actually, like, these journals are cited multiple times throughout the book to try to give them legitimacy or something like that. But I'm like, no, you just told me that none of this is real. So I don't, like, it just seems exhausting. Like, so much work it to write. Like, it seems like you could also extra just... extra crap that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it also seems like you just not read it and you'd get the same outcome. We'll go to... Yeah. Just page 128, for instance. I mean, there's. it looks like there's a whole chapter of just this style. But it looks like to me, on the left side, you get... I don't know if it's a literary journal or some long bullshit. You get a weird square of nonsense right in the middle, which I think you have to read in a mirror, maybe. And then it looks like there's a normal Johnny Truant story, perhaps, in the, in the middle. And then there's more foot... It's like, it's such a mess. Like, I don't yeah. look forward to reading all this. Oh, I, I get what that is. Yeah, there's a mirror image on the other side, I think. No, it's it's not a mirror image. Um, but it's like this exhaustive list. I remember this part. This The square is a, a list of all the uh, things that they're taking into this room. Because this room's huge. Like, it's, it's impossibly big. Okay, I got you. It's just why is it backwards on one side or is it no? Because I see yeah. numbers. Yeah, I, I it's very bizarre. Oh, okay. I think I get what's happening now. Yeah, so like on the left side of the page, it's like a, looking through a window. I would guess 
Yeah, it's, I don't know. The right side of the page, the text is normal, and then on the back end, which would be the left page, it's like you're looking at the words from behind. Yep. Okay, that's cool, but I don't think I'm going to like it. <laughs> I think it's just the list of bullshit. Then you have, like, on the very far right of the right page, you have all these names that are written upside down in italicies. Why? <laughs> I don't... I'm like, why does that matter? Why did you come up with all this stuff? Like, Did this guy just have no life when he wrote this? I feel like it. He Maybe just... he is Johnny Truant. <laughs> I mean, if his first place to go cry is a dumpster, then I, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of home. <laughs> I feel like this guy is very intelligent, but he... Seems like maybe he could be a pretentious douche. Like one of those hipster guys you don't like to talk to for more than five minutes. Yeah. Seems like he'd take five minutes to order his drink at Starbucks. Yeah. He only listens to indie bands nobody's ever heard of. And once they get on the radio, he ditches them. Yeah. They're selling out. Well, sorry, guys. Some of us have to pay rent. (laughs) Apparently he didn't for ten years. (laughs) (laughs) It's like not all of us can live inside dumpsters and be happy. Yeah. Like I just I wish I could see the original copy of this cuz like there's just a page of X's. Like did you I did you literally type out every X for no reason or what what is the purpose of this? I don't know. I used to think it was redacted, but then I'm like, I mean, if you're able to do all this stuff with formatting, it seems like a really simple task to just had a black line through stuff. Mm. What the fuck is in the middle here? Is this a screenplay or is this like a radio broadcast? Tom story, yeah, page two fifty three. Oh lord. Yeah, Tom's his brother, right? Yeah, the uh, okay. the cool guy, the cool uncle. Cool uncle. What have you gotten me into, sir? I, I'm not the one that. Brought the story up. You're you're the one that's like, hey, hey, Ash, this this sounds like a great project. Want to do it? But you told me about this in the past, and I was like, ah, maybe I'll check it out sometime. And then all of a sudden, we're doing this. I was gonna go I mean, read fucking twelve volumes of a manga and be happy, but now I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll never be happy again. Never gonna be happy. I'm gonna cry in my cereal. I don't even need cereal. What am I talking about? Oh man, great nuts. Great nuts. <laughs> That's the whole thing. They make those. What's the deal with grape nuts? There's no grapes and there's no nuts. <laughs> it's like pineapple. Like, I feel like I could start reading Salem's Lot and I won't take anything away from reading this book at the same time because sometimes if I read books at the same time, depending on what it is, like, I'll find I enjoy one more than the other and then I kind of start ditching the other one. But this one, I feel like... uh it doesn't really matter because I'm going to be in the same place no matter what. Just going, what the fuck is happening? So, yeah, I think I'll be all right. I think you'll be okay. Yeah. Find out what's happening. Just... Good old Johnny True. And I can't wait till I get to the part where it's like 15 pages of just one word so I can skip through it. Yeah. I'm just worried that uh, the formatting is going to kill the story for me now. Like, I remember being... Uh, in high school and stuff and hearing about this book and starting to read it and think I was super cool because, oh, yeah, have you read House of Leaves? Oh, yeah, I'm so cool. Look at me. But now I'm like, eh, yeah. I care more about stories than 
trying to impress people. So I think a de- young developing mind would enjoy this, but once you are already set into what you like, it might be a kind of a tough sell. Like if you're a you know a thirty year old getting into this, it's and you've been reading you know fucking Stephen King or something for the last fifteen years. I this might not be the book for you. At least I like yeah. experimental fiction, so I'll at least give it a chance whenever I can. Sometimes uh, that doesn't go too well for me. Sometimes it's it's all right. I don't know. We'll see how it is. And I'm all for like experiments on uh, formatting and stuff. I think it's really cool how the way you lay out words can change your meanings. Like with E.E. Uh, e. Cummings' uh, poems and stuff, the way he lays those out and adjusts grammar can it it changes the way the words are. Uh, you you would normally read them and the meaning behind it, but. It's like if you're doing it to the extreme that it's an unreadable piece of gobbledygook garbage, <laughs> you're like, uh, I feel like you just killed 50,000 trees for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. To be fair, I will say, I think in fiction, these kind of books are needed and they do they have a service. Even if the book isn't good, they at least, uh, not just experiment, but they um, kind of stretch the limits of genre fiction and just what literature can be. So at least it has that going for it, even if I don't end up liking the story. Yeah, and you know, I, I think everything, almost everything written has uh, an audience somewhere, even if it's really niche. Um, so I'm, I have no doubt that there are people that absolutely adore this book and a lot of his other writing, but so far, I've yet to be converted to uh, the Danielewskiism. So, I would also just like the the state. I think like the book cover thing is really cool. How the inside book is longer than the actual book jacket, just because you know how the story is. The inside of the house is bigger than the outside, but. It's getting all bent to shit here. <laughs> like, I can't. <laughs> I put it in my bag for work, and it's just fucking. It's, it, damn it! Why can't it be the same length like a normal book? <laughs> like now the cover's getting all fucked up. Damn it, Mark! Mark with his fancy book. took it too far. Yeah. Well, at least I guess I can say I read it when I'm. Or I read it when I'm done. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, maybe I'll go back and look at the pictures. By the way, I want a 50-page <laughs> book review from you on this. Say what? I want a 50-page book review. What would you drink to this? <laughs> you always, when your reviews, you always do it like a, a company drink. What would be the drink for this? Uh, High-octane gasoline. I don't I don't know. Just <laughs> Like Everclear mixed with uh, fine yeah. scotch and a hit of just pickle juice. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Throw some uh, magic mushrooms in there and just let them distill for a while. Yeah, there you go. I wonder if that works. That'd be interesting to try. Um, I'm not endorsing anything right now. <laughs> I've never done mushrooms, so I can't endorse anything either. But you know what? Mix some mushrooms with some. Wh- you probably just get botulism. <laughs> probably <laughs> die of dysentery. <laughs> Well, that didn't work out too well. Damn it! It's Oregon Trail all over again. Did you at least see some? Sh- did you see some stuff? I saw some blood in my stool. Oh, man! It always goes back to the bathroom at these episodes. It's- well, that's kind of where the whole DPW started in drunken bathroom somewhere. So, 
we we've at least taken the podcast out of the bathroom, but we can't take the bathroom out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, I think we should wrap it up if we want anything to talk about next week. It's true. <laughs> it's really hard to determine a number of page, like a set page limit to read because you don't know what you're getting with this book. It's not just chapter based like a normal book. So I guess yeah, just it's... try for another 50 to 100. We'll see where it takes us. Yeah, no doubt. We're going to fly through. I'm going to feel like I'm the world's fastest reader when we get to like the one word pages. I'm like, ah, yeah. Until you get to the 50 word, the fifty pages of just dense Italian text or something. Yeah. That's all written backwards, upside down. You got to read it in the mirror with your Google Translate looking at it. <laughs> oh, this sucks. How do you know Google Translate was going to be a thing? What a fuck. And then it's just a list of, like, how to make muffins. <laughs> oh, a recipe for cookies. It's like, oh, this, uh, oh I'm going to have to try this recipe. This is, uh, sounds pretty good. And then you make it and it just tastes like dog shit. <laughs> yeah. I knew I used too much nutmeg. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All righty, sir. Well, it's been wonderful. It has been a pleasant experience and yeah. depending on uh, how this book goes i might be drunk by the next episode <laughs> i don't i don't know i've been sober the last couple episodes but i the reading this is it's getting to me man <laughs> it's it's breaking my spirit uh, i wouldn't go that far just kind of breaking my willpower to want to read stuff but it has made me want to write more because i'd rather write than read than most of this so <laughs> there you go yeah it's a hard taskmaster uh all right. Well, if anybody's still listening, and you want to, <laughs> we're not really doing much of a follow along here, but you can go to drunkenpenwriting dot com to see what normal writing looks like for the most part, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you could go on Twitter. Oh. Wait a minute, here we go. And you can go on Twitter at drunkpenwriting to, I don't know, look up literary memes and whatever we post. Some I don't think we post inspirational stuff anymore. It's whatever I feel like throwing out into the ether. <laughs> and we got Take that. <laughs> and we have a, a Facebook page which somebody goes on, not me, but <laughs> we have fans that go on there. And then uh <laughs> and, and then we have Goodreads where you can read some uh comments in the form of book. A book, so that's always a good time. Uh <laughs> until next time. Paul is so sad right now at having discussed House of Leaves. Yeah. <laughs> like, I give up. Like, that's the point. Yeah, maybe that's why our last episode was so depressing. You weren't here, and Spencer just recorded an episode about, like, rejection and, uh, like, wanting to quit writing. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Just sobbing halfway through. I think we tried to turn it around and make it a little motivating, but I think for the most part, it's kind of like, yeah, why the fuck do I keep writing? What's the point? Is anybody reading this? Hello? Hello? But, but if somebody would pick up this guy's book, maybe we have a chance. There you go. Inspiration. Or maybe we should just write a bunch of nonsense and throw it on the, slap it together and put it out there and say it's art. Yeah, how's that, how'd that work for you? You said you were going to write something... Uh... Something like that, though, a, a poem and a short story and everything. Have you heard back on anything? And oh, I didn't submit that yet because 
Because, you know, the fucking literary magazine in question is so artsy-fartsy that you can only mail in subscription or uh, submissions, snail mail style. So I have to actually, Ooh. like, get on the other computer to print it out. And I'm like, eh, okay, the envelope is big enough. Like, what the fuck? Everybody <laughs> else has, you know, problem. email submission. Like, what are you, the fucking uh, Paris Review? You need <laughs> physical submissions <laughs> to throw in your slush pile? Come on. They're like burning things. Yeah, probably what they're going to do. Well, no, because mine's very, very pretentious, so they should accept it, no problem. <laughs> it's very... That story, it hurt me writing it, so I know they'll love it. And that, that thing got like some of the highest views of anything I published in like the last couple months. I'm like, really? <laughs> like they got feedback. People liked it. And I was like, don't, did you read the description of it being a, you know, satire on stupid, <laughs> like, I was trolling and it, it's, it succeeded. So succeeded, not succeeded. I wish it would succeed. Um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, maybe that's your goal too. You should write some pedantic bullshit like that and get it published as well. And we can be literary snobs and wear monocles and drink fancy champagne. I still haven't figured. I, I'd do it if I could figure out how to walk around normally with a stick up my butt, but I've not been uh, not mastered that feat yet. I think the trick is you break the stick up into little pieces. Oh. So it gives you <laughs> like inside your colon, it gives like little moments of movement. <laughs> it acts as a joint, if you will. Oh, that sounds really unpleasant. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be bad, but what you gotta oh do for success? Oh man, now I have the image in my head. A broken stick in someone's ass. <laughs> Speaking of broken sticks in people's ass, did you see uh, the Devil's Rejects sequel, I guess it is? I don't know. I forget what it's called. Rob Zombie's newest movie. They released the trailer for it. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but I'm wondering how it's going to work. I was I, like, didn't everyone die? Yeah, apparently they didn't. And also from the trailer, I, I didn't watch it either yet, but I heard it is terrible. I heard it looks bad, and they think like Captain Spaulding is going to die at the beginning of the movie, who's one of the more interesting characters. So I don't, I don't hmm. know. I didn't like his last few movies have not been great. Yeah, it is Rob Zombie. I give it you take. <laughs> uh, I still rather watch Rob Zombie movie than a movie based on this book, though. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it was directed by Rob Zombie. Ooh. Might be kind of freaky. All right. Going into an hour, so let's end this. Um, Yeah. You folks, I uh, hope you love our commentary and all that good stuff. You have a lovely day or night or wherever you are, and take it easy.